This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like, if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller has it for you. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good Sunday morning to you live from the first Midwest Bank studio on State Street. I am Jeff Meller here with you as I am every Sunday morning during the football season starting at 8 a.m. To help you set your fantasy football lineup and hopefully get you a win, 312-332-3776. If you've got a lineup dilemma that you'd like us to share in and talk about and come to a consensus. And again, as I said, hopefully uh, find your way to that elusive fantasy football win each and every week. If you'd like to tweet at us, it's... At Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. I will answer your questions that way as well. But if you're new to the show, what we do is we run through the key injuries for fantasy football purposes. Let you know who is likely to play this morning before the inactives roll in around 1045. And then after that, we'll uh, run through your calls and just talk about the key matchups this week. Seahawks, Eagles. Here he is, swinging out. Will walk in for the touchdown. Lentz back again. He's looking. He pumps. Still looking. He fires. And it is caught. Touchdown. Elshon Jeffrey. How did that happen? I don't know, but he somehow threaded the needle. How did that happen? Tenth play of a critical drive. To the end zone goes Russell Wilson. What an effort that time by Tyler Lockett. Oh, my. All right. Seahawks at Eagles today. Probably the... The biggest fantasy football matchup in terms of key injuries and players that you're likely to be using. Well, as we've heard this morning, Jordan Howard unlikely to go, which means that uh, he, he's listed as questionable, uh, both unlikely to play. He and Nelson Aguilar, we heard Elshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey is expected to play, although he hasn't been very reliable over the last few weeks dealing with that injury. So if you're if you are an Elshon Jeffrey owner, I can completely understand if you're reluctant to start him. And we did hear though this week good news in regards to the Seahawks and Tyler Lockett, who was dealing with that very serious shin injury that he suffered uh prior to the bye against the 49ers on Monday night football. Tyler Lockett has been removed from the injury report, so should be considered a full go. And again, because he's been completely removed from the injury report, I think you can probably feel confident going ahead and using him this week. Lions, Redskins. Adrian Peterson is going to help him. Look at the 33-year-old Adrian Peterson. A 90-yard touchdown. Give it to him again. Skirm Rowe breaks the tackle. Surging forward. He's in for the touchdown. There is a penalty, though. So momentarily, it's a touchdown for Scarborough, And let's see if it holds up. First NFL touchdown. All right. Bo Scarborough and Adrian Peterson, a tale of two running backs. One at the end of his career. One just beginning it last week. 
So Adrian Peterson expected back for the Redskins. Uh, I'm sorry, not expected back. He will play today for the Redskins. But Darius Geis returned last week, and he was not productive, but he stole some carries. He, I believe, had 11 carries for the Redskins last week, which just goes to show all the more reason why Adrian Peterson is not really a great start. Certainly, uh, buys have maybe put you in a position where you need to rely on him, but I would not be expecting much. It is a nice matchup against the Lions at home for the Redskins, but the reality is Adrian Peterson in most formats, not very helpful. Bo Scarborough, though, showed you a little bit of oomph last week. 14 carries, 55 yards. Now, he didn't have any catches. He did score that early touchdown, though, against the Cowboys, and he... Ran very similarly to the way that he did back in college at Alabama. Hard to take down and a plotter, but he is difficult to tackle. And if the Lions are going to feed him with 12 to 16 carries this week, and in all likelihood, he will be their goal line back because of when you look at the I, the fact that J.D. McKissick is the next back in line to see, to receive, to see big touches, Bo Scarborough is the obvious goal line back for you. So I think there is, against the Redskins, a decent option to start him if you're in need of looking for a second running back, maybe even a deep flex play. Bo Scarborough of the Lions, again, a touchdown, 14 carries, 55 yards last week. 312-332-3776 if you'd like to participate as well. All right, my... Highlight machine just shut down there, Eric, so I'm going to have to have you pick up while I re-log in. But uh, if we could go ahead and go to the uh, Falcons-Bucks game and hit the highlights there for me, if you don't mind. Buccaneers, Falcons. Ryan fires over the middle. It is caught, hauled in for the touchdown. Austin Hooper with a great contested catch. Ryan tosses Freeman trying to find a spot. Touchdown, Atlanta. He waited ever so slightly and then just punched it upfield, took a big shot from Ansa as he broke the goal line for Devontae Freeman's fourth rushing score of the year. All right, so Devontae Freeman back out for the Falcons with the ankle injury. What does that mean for Brian Hill? Well, it means he's likely to see the majority of touches, but that's just the Bucks' defense obviously is enticing, so I guess it's hard to say that you, you really don't want to be starting Brian Hill, but I think the truth is you probably don't. When you're going to be seeing anywhere in the neighborhood between 15 and 20 touches, it's hard sometimes in fantasy football at this point in the season to get away from a running back like that. But the reality is he's he's really not that special. So that is just a sheer volume play if you're desperate to go ahead and use Brian Hill. Austin Hooper out as well, which just means that Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are all the more likely to see more a majority of the targets more so than they already do in general. And against the Bucks secondary, that is an absolutely welcome sight. They have been atrocious. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers this season over the past eight weeks and over the past month. It has been there for the taking against the Bucks secondary. Anything you want, you can get. So go ahead and not that you would ever bench Julio Jones, but Calvin Ridley, week in and week out, is generally a player who comes up a lot in terms of questions should you start him. I think this is the week. There is no reason not to have Calvin Ridley in your lineup. Steelers, Bengals. High on second and goal and pounding into the end zone for his second touchdown of the game is James Conner. Wide side to his left. He's back. 
Steps up in the pocket. Fires for the end zone. Touchdown! Juju Smith-Schuster in the back of the end zone. Pulls away. He'll throw it up. Tate towards the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! There it is. 33 yards. All right. James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster already ruled out for the Steelers. All that means is you really don't want any part of the Steelers offense at this point. I don't I cannot in good conscience advise starting any Steelers skilled players. I I know Jalen Samuels has made his way into some people's lineups and in a PPR format, maybe as a flex, I can understand it because he just sometimes sees a high volume of dump offs, but I don't think there's going to be any Real production there from Jalen Samuels, at least not to the point where I would predict it. So I do not want to start Jalen Samuels if I can avoid it at all costs. Auden Tate suffered a very serious injury, or what looked to be a very serious injury last week, neck injury, suffered a concussion, was stretched off the field. Well, he is actually listed as questionable and will be a game-time decision. So I would say I'd still be a little bit concerned about using Auden Tate at this point. Um you wonder if the questionable designation is is maybe them being a little bit optimistic. It would seem to make sense to potentially let him hang back at least for one more one extra week, especially since the Bengals really have nothing to play for. They're in all reality actually probably playing for the loss because what serves them best is losing games, it seems, at this point, so they can tank for Joe Burrow. But uh Auden Tate, who's been a really nice find for them, is Someone I would be reluctant about starting this week. But I will say, Joe Mixon has actually looked good the last few weeks. And even against a tough Steelers defense, at least since they've acquired Minka Fitzpatrick, I would say that Joe Mixon is somebody who I could certainly see myself starting you know, in the RB2 spot for most teams out there. Because uh, generally at this point, you have a talented player like Mixon and he, you know he's going to see the workload. He's somebody who I would certainly be interested in starting as my running back to play this week. Cowboys, Patriots. Coleman is the man in motion. Brady looking that way. Brady to the outside. That'll be caught for a touchdown by Mohamed Sanu. All right. Mohamed Sanu has been uh, very limited this week in practice. In fact, there was a lot of doubt actually heading into the game this week that he would be available. Although apparently... He, Per Adam Schefter, he felt much better yesterday, and there is a chance he's available today against the Cowboys at home for the Patriots. I personally not looking to use Mohamed Sanu. He's probably a with with the injury that he's dealing with and the fact that he's not the number one target. He is a number two at best. Unless you're in a PPR format and desperate, Mohamed Sanu, not somebody I'm very excited about using this week if I can avoid it at all. Giants, Bears. Third down and a deuce. Eli rolling along the line. Thrown, caught. Touchdown, Evan Ingram. Uh, all right, at home here, Soldier Field, Bears, Giants. We know Mitch Trubisky is going to start. We got that news on Friday officially. The drama that has been surrounding him has been something you can hear day in and day out on this station on ESPN 1000. You cannot get away from it. But for fantasy purposes, Mitch Trubisky is starting. And I have to say, this is certainly a tasty matchup. But I don't care. At this point, I I don't feel good about using Mitch Trubisky in fantasy football in any scenario. I need to see some production from him before you can go out and use him. And even though you wonder about how hurt he actually was last Sunday and if it was just a result of poor play coupled with an, uh, with a, a shot that he took on the hip, he's not somebody I'm using 
And I would be concerned that if things go awry, even in this Giants matchup, if for whatever reason the Bears are struggling offensively, I wouldn't be shocked if Mitch Trubisky got the hook at some point if they were struggling. Now, they shouldn't struggle against this defense. This is there for the taking for the Bears offensively. But if they're struggling, you could see a repeat of last week. It doesn't seem far-fetched at this point if a Mitch can't get things done and you want no part of that in fantasy the possibility of your quarterback being benched in the second half. So stay away from Mitch Trubisky if you're in fantasy leagues. As far as Evan Engram, he's already been ruled out for the Giants, which is probably it's good news for Golden Tate, but I'll admit that when you look over the numbers, the Bears have been very good against the slot wide receivers this year. So Golden Tate, unless you're in a PPR league, probably not somebody I'm relying on if I can avoid it. Uh, even uh, Darius Slayton has showed some potential the last few weeks, but that has mostly been in the absence of Sterling Shepard and Evan Engram. Shepard may return this week. He's listed as questionable. We'll have to wait and see for the game time decisions. I know Fred Hubner, Steve Mongo, McMichael will have all that information for you coming up again around 1045, 11 o'clock when the inactives roll in. They're live today at Fatty's Bar and Grill in DeKalb. So if you're in the area and you're looking for a great spot to get you ready for Bears and Giants, that's the place to be. Fred Hubner, Steve Mongo, McMichael at Fatty's Bar and Grill in DeKalb today. Packers 49ers. Rolling on second down, wide open is Kittle. Kittle in the Chargers territory. Kittle does he have the speed to get there? Kittle at the 10, 5, touchdown! What a play! 82 yards! Now the 49ers hustle up to the line, snap it, Garoppolo keeps, passes, caught for the touchdown, Sanders! All right, so Packers at 49ers tonight on Sunday Night Football. Great matchup. It is something I've probably, if you look over the slate, probably aside from the Patriots and Cowboys, the one game that truly stands out. George Kittle, there is good news per Adam Schefter. They are hoping that he can play tonight. And at the tight end position, if you're a George Kittle owner, he's somebody who's so good that I think he's worth waiting out for. If uh, holding out for if you need if you're looking at that tight end spot and depending on your other option, George Kittle is somebody who I am probably going to wait on if I can. Again, I know it's the Sunday night game, so that always makes things a little bit dicey. But the good news is with the Ravens and Rams both playing on Monday night football, there may be some options you can turn to if George Kittle is out uh, tonight. If we find out that. Uh, Unlike what we're expecting, if for some reason George Kittle has a setback and he's unable to go, you can look at the Ravens and there are, you know, there's a few options in the tight at the tight end spot, whether it be uh, Boyle or Hayden Hurst, a couple of guys who should be available on your waiver wire. Maybe uh, Gerald Everett is out there. Any of those three options on Monday Night Football would be good alternatives if for some reason we find out that Kittle is not able to go tonight. But again, there's optimism that he is going to be able to play tonight. So that is the good news. If you're a George Kittle owner, you may be finally having one of your key pieces back in your lineup. As far as Emmanuel Sanders goes, good news for him as well. He suffered the rib injury that he was dealing with, but he is hopefully expected to go as well. Again, that is a Sunday night affair, though, so you do need to be on alert and make sure that uh, as the noon, uh, as the afternoon games are wrapping up, you need to check on that and make sure that he's actually available. But I will say, if you watched the game last week, you saw that Emmanuel Sanders was out there, but he took a big shot and actually went to the sidelines, and after that was seen sparsely. So Emmanuel Sanders, 
I have him in a league and with a couple of decent options, I'm staying away from him this week because I'm just a little bit concerned he could be limited and I'd hate to see him leave the game early as well again. So if you have decent alternatives for Emmanuel Sanders, I'm going to be a little bit more cautious this week because you wonder just how healthy he is and if it's something that might be limiting him. Good news for Debo Samuel. He's expected to be available as well. And he did finish the game last week, so that is encouraging news. I think Debo Samuel is somebody I would pro- I'm using in most leagues that I have him. So Debo Samuel expected to go, and I'm encouraged by the fact that he was able to finish the game last week. So uh, hopefully not too serious for him. And then uh, finally, we mentioned uh, the Monday night, Monday night or tomorrow. Ravens, Rams. Six on the play clock. Goff takes the shotgun snap. Nice pocket to deal from. He wings one down the middle to the end zone. Caught by Brandon Cooks. Shoot your arrows. Touchdown, LA. All right. We have not heard that much at all this year, but Brandon Cooks is expected to return tomorrow night against the Ravens for the Rams. He's critical to what they do. Maybe not as productive fantasy-wise as you had hoped when you drafted him, but he's just he's the one player on that roster who has the ability to take the top off the defense, and that just really loosens up the defense and gives the Rams the best option to do what they like to do with the play-action passes. Now, if you're a Robert Woods owner, you know that you dealt with just a disaster last week when he was inactive due to personal reasons, uh, expected to be back this week, so... No real news, though, in regards to what kept held him out. So all we can go off of is uh, hoping he's back, but, you know, maybe just be ready and on alert in case for whatever reason he's inactive again tomorrow night. He's in the same spot where it's a Monday nighter, so you need to have an option to turn to in case he's not there. All right, let's head out to the phones, 312-332-3776. Again, I'm Jeff Meller here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. We're with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. Let's head on out to my man Mike in Mount Prospect with a quarterback question. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving to you, my brother. Uh, happy early turkey day to you, Mike. All right, here's the dilemma. I've got Dak Prescott. He's been my quarterback's done well. If I win this week, I've got to buy in the playoffs, so it's an important game. I, I, but I'm terrified that playing in New England, okay, they're number one against everybody. I think one quarterback's had 20 points or more all year long. I mean, my options are on the waiver. I mean, I got, I got uh, Tannehill. I could take uh, Garoppolo. or even looked at Driscoll, my Detroit Lion guy, that's done pretty well. Yeah, no, you know what? Look, Mike. So you lead me nicely to a point on Jeff Driscoll. Look, he hasn't been extremely accurate in his two starts, but he's made up for it in fantasy with his legs. He's got uh, 13 carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown. And you've got that sweet matchup against the Washington defense. Right. Um, So, you know, I, I can understand why that would run through your mind. I'll be honest, though. I don't personally feel great about using Jeff Driscoll. You know that he is like in all likelihood there is going to be some regression coming from a you know a, a guy who's never really showed really had the opportunity to play right. much, and so I'd be a little bit reluctant to start Driscoll. Of the guys you have between Dak, Tannehill, Garoppolo, I'm with you, Mike. The Patriots have just been so good defensively, especially in the secondary. I'm concerned about Dak Prescott this week. Now I'm not going to start Ryan Tannehill over Dak Prescott. I've just seen too much of a resume from Tannehill in his career where when you finally trust him, he always bites you. I would, though, use Jimmy Garoppolo this week over Dak Prescott. The Packers defense, secondary, it's been gettable, and I think I I personally, I would use Garoppolo over Prescott today. 
Okay, thanks very much. I appreciate it, buddy. My pleasure. Mike drops off, which leaves a line open for you. 312-332-3776. Let's head on out to Richmond and say good morning to Frank. Frank, you're on ESPN 1000. Morning, Jeff. Uh, I've got a flex question and a one-point PPR. I got Mixon at home against the Steelers, and I got uh, James Washington on the road against the Bengals. Yeah, so, and I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, Frank. Joe Mixon, to me, he's looked much better the last few weeks, and you have to believe that Zach Taylor is going to ride him going forward. I, I mean, I know we talk a lot of times about how, yeah, like I even mentioned it at the top. Look, it makes the most sense for the Bengals to lose the game and to be looking at Joe Burrow as the future of their franchise. But the reality is, even though it makes sense logically, we know they're not going out there and doing it. They're going out there. They're going to try and win the game, especially Zach Taylor, who would like to, I'm sure, very badly get off the schneid and win his first game. So Joe Mixon, I think, is somebody who's going to get fed today. James Washington certainly looks like the number one wide receiving option for the Steelers today with uh, Smith-Schuster out. And uh, Deontay Johnson coming back from the concussion. But, Frank, Mason Rudolph is going to have a lot to deal with with, without James Conner. So I would use Joe Mixon. He's just the more talented player. And I think he's going to be fed heavily for the Bengals because they're going to want to – they're going to rely on him heavily if they're going to get a win. Let's go on out to Shorewood and say good morning to Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? I got a uh, question for a flex. Half-point PPR. I got Kareem Hunt, Michael Gallup, DK Metcalf, and Ty Williams. All right. So, uh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll immediately say that uh, the matchup is good for Ty Williams. But for DK Metcalf's purposes, he is uh, in all likelihood going to be heavily matched up against uh, Ronald Darby this week. And Darby is somebody who has been much maligned and... I think that's an opportunity for the Seahawks, especially, I talked about it earlier, Lockett was completely removed from the injury report, but we all saw the uh, the shin injury that kept him out of overtime when they beat the 49ers a few weeks back. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see DK Metcalf see a, a bit of an increase in his normal targets share. So I like DK Metcalf of the options you have there, Tony. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Let's try Dave, who is in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. What's going on up north there, Dave? Oh, uh, it's a little chilly up here, but the sun's out at least. Ah, well, there you go. Hey, I got Kelsey on a bye this week, and I got three options off of waivers. Uh, and I know you talked about the Pittsburgh uh, uh, offensive struggles, but with Schuster out and Connor out, I've got uh, a chance to pick up McDonald, Witten, and Hollister. Uh, those are probably the three best options on waivers. And then my grandson wanted me to ask you what you thought of Mayfield and Garoppolo today. Oh, all right, so let's uh, knock off the the second one first. There, the 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 uh, the matchup for Mayfield looks very good on paper against the Dolphins, but I just. This one comes down to Dave for me. Everything I've seen from Freddie Kitchens is a disaster, and I like. The offensive play designs that he puts out there, when you really break it down, they leave you scratching your head and questioning what exactly, you know, I don't think Mayfield's uh, regression has been 
you know, I, I, in fact, I would say a majority of his is not on him this year. I really think Freddie Kitchens is at fault for a lot of what we've seen. And because he's still the one calling plays, I'm concerned, even though the matchup looks good on paper, that he's going to be able to take advantage of it. I would use Garoppolo. I just trust Kyle Shanahan so much. He's uh, Waddle and I t- text about Kyle Shanahan virtually every Sunday about how impressed we are. You know he's going to put up put Garoppolo in positions to succeed. And uh, for me, it just comes down to Garoppolo has a guy calling plays for him who knows exactly what he's trying to trying to do. It's a simple thing of he's playing chess and Freddie Kitchens is trying to play checkers, Dave. So I like Jimmy Garoppolo in that scenario. For your purposes, your tight end, Vance McDonald, Hollister, and Witten. Jason Witten, like, look, it's nice, but there's such a, a, a cap on his ceiling that I don't feel great about it. And I understand the thought process with McDonald, but Hollister has shown you over the last few weeks, he's truly, I think, earned Russell Wilson's trust. And prior to Hollister arriving there, you saw that Russell Wilson is one of the few quarterbacks who, no matter who his tight end is, he involves them. And I think Hollister has proven that he's probably a pretty solid start, especially because you only need him for the bye with Kelsey, Dave. So I like Hollister this week. Yeah, he 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 loved Disley when Disley was in there before he exactly. got hurt. So. Exactly, like, and, and right. you could go back for, for years now. Russell Wilson has taken advantage of his tight end no matter who's playing it, unlike any quarterback really out there. So, uh, yeah, I think Hollister is a, a pretty – I feel pretty confident that he's uh, a solid play against the Eagles today. All right, more fantasy football frenzy to come. That's how we do it, though. If you've got a question, 312-332-3776. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R, and we'll answer it that way as well. More to come, fantasy football frenzy here on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. It is indeed. Welcome back. I am Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000. If you'd like to participate, 312-332-3776, or you can reach out on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. One game I didn't touch on that uh, may be worth noting, a couple stats here. Panthers-Saints. All right, so the Panthers-Saints game, if you've been relying on Latavius Murray, maybe in that flex spot, I think you've seen the last couple of weeks since Elvin Kamara returned after the bye, that he truly is the backup option. Uh, 15 total carries the la- combined the last two weeks. So at this point, Latavius Murray relegated back to your bench. And um, as far as the Panthers go, their passing game, I mean, look, Kyle Allen, I think you're seeing why he was not a uh, highly sought-after quarterback option in the draft. He has really, over the last few weeks, relied more heavily on DJ Moore than Curtis Samuel. Since their bye week, DJ, um, it's been DJ Moore, not Samuel, who has kind of emerged as the Panthers' number one wide receiver. Moore uh, has nearly doubled the receptions. He's got 29 to Samuel's 15, and he has 354 yards to Morris 170. So they've got the Saints this week. And if you're kind of like wondering, all right, what happened to Curtis Samuel? Well, at this point, it just looks like DJ Moore has been the more reliable player to go with. So kind of getting away from advising to start Curtis Samuel these days because he has just not been extremely productive since the Panthers bye week. So 
Just a uh, final note there of all the games. I think we've hit on every one there. So if, again, you have any uh, thoughts that you cannot get through on the show today, you can always hit me up on Twitter as long as you do so before 11 a.m. I'm usually good to answer the questions again at Jeff underscore Meller. All right, let's go on out to uh, George, who is in Racine. Good morning, George. Oh, George, what happened? Hey, what's going on, George? Uh, I'm fine, thank you. Um, still playing at 80 years old, an old Marquette basketball player. But um, my, I I, have I, a, I, George, that is the best. You're 80 years old and you're still playing fantasy football. That is an inspiration to every listener out here. I have to say, George, uh, when did you, if you don't mind me asking, when did you start playing? How long ago? Well, I've been playing for 30 years. That's awesome. So, so years. yeah. So, so George, just like I, I'm probably. I have to think. Hang on. I have to do the quick math in my head. I have been playing now for 28 years. So you, like me, George, uh, predate the Internet. So we, we go old school where you actually had to keep score by hand. Right? That's right. The old days. The That's good right. old days. Yeah. And I have, I've, I have seven teams this year, but I've had, I've had as many as 15, 16. But it, anyway. It, it definitely got much easier with the Internet to have multiple teams, right? Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. You have a, a tight end question for for me, George? Yeah, and a, and a real quick uh, Prescott situation where I'm in first place. I'm three games ahead in my division, and um, all my teams are all set up, ready to go, and I don't want to disrupt it, and I have Wentz. And on, on one of the teams, uh, so I'm going to play Wentz. Uh, on one of the teams, I have um, Murray it's on a bye and I'm not going to break that up I'm just going to play Prescott and hope for the best yeah I think that's fine uh, so uh, the the question I gave your nice young man was that works there is the uh, by the way happy Thanksgiving to you and all your crew um, was that I have Waller and Kittle on a lot of when I was drafting everybody mm-hmm. you know I, I was picking up Kittle as an early pick move. sure and, and then I picked Waller was like I'm about five of my teams on the fourteenth round, mm-hmm. and um, so, so do I. So yeah, so you're at the point, George, today where should you go with Darren Waller of the of the Raiders, or should you wait on George Kittle? And you're in you're one of the few people, George. I actually have the same situation in one league, and Darren Waller has proven to me that he is. He's Derek Carr's number one option in the passing game. And so because you, and um, I see it's a PPR format too, that makes it so much easier. Darren Waller is a great option to have. And even though I expect George Kittle to play tonight, I wouldn't risk it because Darren Waller is so productive and against the Jets, that's a nice matchup for him. And so I would play, I would be a little bit on the safe side there. There's not too many tight ends out there who, if you have Kittle, who I would start over him tonight. Waller is one of the few because, again, he is such a, a big piece of their offense in the passing game that uh, it's not worth waiting around for whatever reason in case George Kittle has some sort of setback in pregame. You'd find yourself kind of out in the lurch there on Sunday Night Football. So, George, I'd go ahead and use Darren Waller because I just think he's a great option to have. All right, so let's try my man TJ, who's in East Chicago. Go ahead, TJ. What do you got? Morning, Jeff. Morning. I have a PPR question. It's uh, Jameson Crowder. Josh Reynolds, Vance McDonald with no Connor. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere else for him to throw the ball. 
Yeah, no, I understand that, TJ, but it's just like I, I never feel great because Vance McDonald is is okay, but honestly, he he was somebody who was, I think, he got a big boost from the fact that he was a nice option, a nice second or third target for Ben Roethlisberger. But obviously, mm-hmm. Ben's been gone for virtually the entire season, and Mason Rudolph really hasn't shown me that he's, you know, a... a an NFL quarterback at this point. Sure, he's playing, but he's, he, I don't, I'm not convinced that he can really lead you offensively. So I'm not, okay. I, I don't feel good about using McDonald. I just don't know what you're going to get from Mason Rudolph. Crowder versus Reynolds. Look, with the return of Cooks, I don't feel great about. Yeah, I just heard that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know. Yeah, so, I, you know, I don't feel great about using Josh Reynolds this week because he was a good play, obviously, last week without Woods and Cooks in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he had the touchdown with, you know, with the, but with the flag brought it back. But mm-hmm. Jamison Crowder, for me, in the PPR format, that's a good matchup against the Raiders for him. So I think it's a pretty easy okay. one, Teach. I'd go, ahead, I'd go ahead and use Jamison Crowder. All right. Happy Thanksgiving to you and uh, all the military personnel not home for the holiday. Uh, Thanks, man. Well said, Teach. Well said. Uh, gobble, gobble to you as well. Let's go on out to Rockford and say good morning to Chris. Chris, what do you got? Hi, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, Chris. Happy early Thanksgiving. Thanks. Yeah, my dad and I are on a team together. We want to know, should we start Dak Prescott tonight versus the um, Pat, I mean, the, the Patriots, Patriots yep. afternoon or, the, or Aaron Rodgers versus the 49ers tonight? Yeah, you know what? Look, they both have tough matchups defensively, but for me, I trust Aaron Rodgers so much more, especially on the national stage. They've been productive. I'm th- That matchup against the Pats for Dak is probably going to be one of the toughest he's seen in his entire career and you know in a hostile environment with the pats at gillette stadium i don't feel great about using deck tonight but aaron Rodgers, there's always a certain comfort level i feel with him and even though the 49ers defense has been very good i think it's still like you saw last week you can still have a productive fantasy day just look at what kyler murray did last week so i think aaron Rodgers for me and it's uh, it's a pretty easy one uh, to go ahead and use him over Dak because that's just the the worst matchup we've seen in a while for a quarterback in fantasy purposes is the Patriots secondary. Let's try Scott up north in Milwaukee. What's up, Scott? Hey, Jeff. Appreciate your program every week. Lots of good uh, good information. Oh, thank you so much, Scott. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so I've got a flex. This is a non-PPR, and my options just I have a couple chargers on buy, so it's the not a real phenomenal option here. So it's either James Washington, D.D. Westbrook, or Bolage as my flex. Again, non-PPR. Yeah, like I, ugh. yeah, I, like Bolage is certainly if they get close to the goal line, you can understand why you might use him. Boy, though, I just he he's he's not a very athletic player. He doesn't really inspire confidence when you watch him play. So unless the Dolphins find themselves near the goal line, I just don't feel great about using him. You know, James Washington today, you know, it looks like, you know, without Connor, he could step into a a nice role. And I know I just talked down Mason Rudolph, but I always feel better about using receivers in a lot of cases over tight ends. And I'll say so, uh, the one, I'll get, I'm looking through my notes here. Uh, now Washington has failed to uh, he failed to secure his own his target against the Bengals in Week Four, but he could be much more productive given the uh, injuries and the opportunities had his way. When uh, D.D. Westbrook, on the other hand, with uh, Nick Foles throwing him the ball, 
and DJ Chark dealing with a hamstring injury, even though Chark is going to play. As I talk myself through this, Scott, I actually think I would probably use, if it was my call, I'd use D.D. Westbrook because Nick Foles has been really good uh, over the last couple weeks, and the Tennessee defense is something that could be there for the taking against the pass. So I think as I talk myself through it, my initial thought was Washington, Scott, but I think as I talk myself through it, I go with D.D. Westbrook there. So sorry, it took me a little bit of time to get there, but uh, I hope that at least shows I'm always processing the calls as they're rolling in here. No, that's awesome. Could I ask you one real quick one? Yeah, I, sure. It sounds like you're not real positive on uh, McDonald, and I've got Hunter Henry on a bye, so I need a tight end. And I'm thinking relative to him or Cameron Brait. So Brait or McDonald is what you said, right? Yeah, yeah, mm, Brait or McDonald. Yeah, I, I think I would use Brait. Um, the Falcons secondary, you know, actually I had a note here. I, I kind of rolled into it. I didn't completely get to it. But basically my point was uh, as I was going to go to break, I was going to say, look, if you've got uh, any Bucks pass catchers or any Falcons pass catchers, get them into your lineup this week. This is a line, This is a game that looks like it's set up for a shootout with uh, two secondaries that have struggled to stop anything. So I would go ahead and use Cameron Braid over McDonald. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. All right. Scott drops off, which uh, leaves one line open, and that one line could be you. 312-332-3776. Again, Fantasy Football Frenzy with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. during the football season. All right. Last chance to hear a certain 90s boy band do their thing. Next on ESPN 1000. Bye, Beach the following teams are not playing this week week 12 the kansas city chiefs the minnesota vikings the arizona cardinals the los angeles Chargers. if you've left any players from those teams in your lineup for the previous week get them out of your starting lineup now The following has been a public service announcement from Fantasy Football Frenzy, exclusively on ESPN 1000. Ah, yes, Fantasy Football Frenzy, the only show in Chicago that uh, has the weekly appearance during bye weeks by NSYNC. Well, last bye weeks to go, and that means that it is your last chance to hear from NSYNC. Wonder whatever happened to that uh, that spry young frontman. What was his name? JT. Oh yes, yes, that's right, Timberlake. <laughs> Wonder whatever happened to him. Anyway, uh, so last uh, bye weeks we get past those, and then we're on to full slate of schedule for everybody. And it, of course, we'll start this Thursday with the three Thanksgiving games. So we'll be have a a little lighter amount of players to pick through when we're doing the show next week, but uh, we still will be here for you. Th- uh, 312-332-3776 next Sunday morning as we approach the playoffs and the fantasy football playoffs, at least that is. Uh, one thing to note, one thing I did not mention that I wanted to, Noah Fant, since the Broncos traded Emmanuel Sanders away, Noah Fant has really seen his target share increase quite dramatically over those three games. So, if you're a, if he's available on your waiver wire, maybe worth scooping up and stashing. Now, he might have already been scooped up, but if you're in maybe a little bit more of a shallow league, 
Noah Fant is probably somebody I would advise to try and find a spot for on your roster. Um, maybe you don't start him this week, but uh, if he does big things again, he might finally be moving up into that uh, you know that top echelon of tight ends in fantasy football. And that's such a wasteland usually that uh, he may be worth uh, worth rostering just in case uh, he's finally proven that he's a focal point in their offense. All right, heading out to the phone lines here. Last segment here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. But again, don't forget Fred Hubner, Steve Mongo McMichael, live from Fatty's Bar and Grill in DeKalb. They will get you set for Bears and Giants right after we're done here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. Let's head on out to Hobart, Indiana and say good morning to Tim. Tim, you're on ESPN 1000. Good morning. I have a running back problem or not necessarily a problem, but I I need two of these three, Mixon, White, and Mark Ingram, what, two of three. Yeah, I would go uh, Ingram and Mixon in pretty easily there, uh, Tim. I, I just, both those guys for me are, are clear cut above James White, so I would use both those guys. Let's try Frank, who's in Madison. What's up, Frank? Hey, Jeff. I need a one-wide receiver. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, Emmanuel Sanders, or uh, Golden Tate. Yeah, this is interesting, Frank. Uh, I I would say I'm a little concerned about using Emmanuel Sanders just because, first off, even though, again, this is always we get in that gray area where it's a Sunday night game, and so even though he's expected to play, you never know until they get out onto the field in those pregame warm-ups. You don't want to have a setback. And the problem with the uh, the night game is that you find yourself out in the lurch if, uh, for whatever reason, he can't go. So because you've got some good options there, I would stay away from Sanders tonight and just uh, go with the safety. And I'd probably use Golden Tate. Without Evan Engram, he's likely to see the you know the highest amount of targets from Daniel Jones today, and even though the Bears do a good job of stopping slot-wide receivers, Golden Tate is savvy vet, and I think he's probably the safest play for you, Frank. He's probably a, a pretty decent bet for five to six catches at a minimum. Let's go on out to Mount Greenwood. Hey, Bob, what's going on? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, I need uh, one out of following for a flex. I got Miles Sanders, uh, Geis, Kareem Hunt, Slayton, or Debo. I need one, man. Uh, yeah, you know what, Bob? I'm going to say I would go ahead and use Miles Sanders without uh, without Jordan Howard likely to play today. I think uh, Miles Sanders is the guy you probably want to use. This is your two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. All right, here we go. Fast and furious now. Rapid fire. My man Eric Ostrowski on the board. Running this whole show for me, uh, fires some last-minute questions at me via Twitter. Joe Rundle at JoeyRun13. Uh, standard non-PPR, Freeman or Hunt? Uh, Royce Freeman. I, sorry, I was thinking Devontae in my head there. I would go ahead and use Kareem Hunt. Uh, Royce Freeman, really not. It feels like Philip Lindsay is truly kind of taking over that backfield and Royce Freeman just kind of spelling him. So I like Kareem Hunt of the two. All right, uh, Mike at MTV thirty six thirty six thirty six. Yeah, not enough thirty sixes in the world. Um, Brandon Cooks or Robbie Anderson? Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? I'm a little. I I, I kind of talked myself through it multiple times. I'm always concerned about relying on a guy who has not returned yet, who's supposed to in Brandon Cooks. But at this point, um, at this point, Robbie Anderson, no, thank you. You cannot trust him for for any reason at this point. He might score a touchdown, but. 
I, I cannot predict that for you. And uh, Sam Donald has really not used him much of late. All right, Jerry is in a two-quarterback league, and she needs uh, to, to bench one of these. Aaron Rodgers, Jameis Winston, or Josh Allen? All right, Jerry, as I've been saying all morning, even though it's a tough matchup, I personally never really bench Aaron Rodgers because he's just too good. He can go off at, at, on any night for you, so I'm always going to use Aaron Rodgers. There's a reason why you drafted him as high as you did. Winston versus Allen, you know what? I, Allen, I, I, I want to say... I want to start him, but I just think Winston against the Falcons this week, you know, there's always a chance he could completely implode and have a five-pick game. So that's on the table. But uh, I think the upside for Winston is higher today, Jerry. So if you're looking upside, I'd use Winston. If you want someone who's safe, then Josh Allen's running ability will be there for you. But I would use the upside in Winston. All right, one more, Eric. What do we got? All right, John's on his way to Soldier Field for the game. Uh, Standard, and he needs one. Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, or Philip Dorsett? Ooh, good one, John. You know what? I think you saw all you needed to see from Cortland Sutton to sh- last week to show you just how viable he is in terms of the the key piece in their offense. So Cortland Sutton, for me, he's the guy who the the Broncos are he, – he's who they're working their offense around. So Cortland Sutton, for me, John, would be the choice. All right, that does it for us here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. But don't go anywhere again. Fred Hubner, Steve Mongo, McMichael, up next, live from Fatty's Bar and Grill in DeKalb for Bears-Giants preview right here on ESPN 1000. Thanks for listening, folks.